up here at the front talking with Paul Balash is a young man, Mike Mitchell, that came up from Augusta, not Augusta, Columbus, Georgia. He's a worship leader, songwriter. I met him out in Albuquerque at, at the church that Paul and Ruth Martini moved to. And I said, hey, you have to come visit us. So we, we're glad you're here, Mike. Yeah, bless you. Bless you. Yeah. And I have a special guest here this morning, Mr. Ammon Stoltzfus, who, wave, wave, Ammon. Okay, I won't embarrass you anymore, but special man, very special man. Been a big help to me in my life. And uh, anyway, you know, John said that Paul Balash is a living legend. And yeah, but the thing is, legends aren't true. Legends are exaggerated, you know, like, like it's what happens. And I just want to declare that Paul Balash and Martin Smith are both the real deal. And so I'd like you to stand up and greet Paul Balash, this Philly boy who's going to come and tell us where it's at today. <laughs> wow. Thank you, thank you, Pastor Charles and Anne. Just been a delight to get to know you and... And Patty and John, Pastor John and Patty, and Pastor David and Johanna, and just uh, man, in three days, I just feel like I've known these people my whole life. Just what a what a family you have here, what a special family. That's what local church is. It's family. This isn't this isn't some like Broadway theater, you know. That's not what church is, but it's it's family. It's um, doing life with people. Um, and you, you, are, you have a great privilege that you're a part of, a family that's healthy, not perfect. There is no perfect family, um, but it's really healthy as someone that has had the, the opportunity to go to many churches around the world and be in some healthy places and some unhealthy places, let's just put it that way. Um, it's really special. And just the team, just love the team. Can't believe you're still sitting in here again. Sam, Nathan... And the whole team, we had Cassie on the bass, we had uh, Rusty on the drums, we, had, uh, we got Ryan back here taking care of all the ear stuff, we got Brent back there making us sound good all week. And uh, just so thankful for all of you that just do the, the lyric, the, I didn't get your name, but the, the lyric pro, the projector, but just thank you, you just do such a great job. And it's all in service to us to, to make it easy Like it's all, it's all in service to make, to help us connect with the Lord. It's really, if you think about it, that's, that's why they do what they do. It's to help us worship the Lord. All the preparation, all this, the lights, this, a little bit of smoke coming out somewhere. <laughs> you know, the sound, the, the, the lyrics that are typed properly, just big enough font, beautiful colors. It's all to help us worship God. You know, that's just a beautiful thing, just serving one another. Man, I'm seeing a lot of the same faces that were here the last service. <laughs> now I'm self-conscious, like, ah, oh, going to say close to what I said last service, but oh well. I won't worry about it. All right, all right. But anyway, I'm just thankful, just thankful, and just let's have the attitude to be thankful for one another. Just that heart that recognizes when people are trying to serve and bless and be quick to recognize that and honor them and, um, 
and that you're a part of that. And I'm sure many of you do many things here that are unseen and just it's your, it's your joy to serve. And um, so my wife and I were part of a local church in East Texas for 26 years and kind of felt like family. Again, it wasn't like, um, it, yeah, it was, it was wonderful. And, uh, but I didn't start there. So I was born in Camden, Camden, New Jersey, you know, you know that beautiful uh, resort on the Delaware River? Yeah. You've heard of the Camden Resort, right on Delaware, where you can see the Ben Franklin Bridge? Yeah, it's, you'll check it out sometime. Anyway, born in Camden, grew up out just outside of Philly across the bridge in blue-collar town, grew up Catholic, sincere Catholic home, Catholic school, altar boy, uh, a lot of good stuff. I was just, you know, thankful for my little town, little league and football teams and kind of that you know, quintessential American thing. And, um, and then, you know, started playing guitar in seventh, eighth grade and having bands in my parents' basement, just rocking the house, shaking every night, just playing, you know, everything from Beatles to Leonard Skinner or whatever <laughs> to, uh, just, you know, God bless him. I don't know how my parents did it, but we had amps, it's six foot ceilings, you know, those, these Northeast houses, right? The basements and just Marshall amps and B3 organs and drums. And that's why, that's why I'm, I'm totally going deaf. I mean, I, I know where, why. Anyway, it's all good. And um, anyway, so, but I didn't really have a connection with the Lord, had a band. We were playing the Jersey Shore, man. That's what everybody wanted to do, right? We all wanted to like follow Bruce Springsteen. You know, that was our thing. Like, hey, Bruce, yeah, we're right behind you, man. Tramps like us. Baby, we were born to... You don't even know that, right? When I, I'm amazed. Was, anybody know that old Bruce song? Anyway. So, you know, that was kind of the vibe and uh, got caught up in all that. And it was, you know, some parts were great. But by the end of that summer, we were playing clubs from 10 to 4 in the morning. And I was just burned out and disillusioned, 19-year-old kid. And uh, God just started sending people my way that talked about Jesus like he was real. And that was fascinating, you know, just, wow, interesting. Like, I mean, I grew up hearing about Jesus at church, but like they talk about it and they read their Bible, like this thing, they had, they carried a Bible around and they read it and, and then they would meet in a home and play guitar and play these simple songs. And like, they sang like they meant it. And it was like, wow. So it wasn't long after that, me, my older brother, a couple friends, we went to an event and there was people giving testimonies, there was a band playing, and we heard the gospel, and we went forward and just radically saved, just changed, man. Got changed, I mean, just went in on a Friday night and came home completely different on a Sunday night. And all my friends were like, what happened to you? I'm like, Jesus, man, Jesus is real, bro. Like those, those early innocent days where you don't have the language, you're just like, oh, Jesus is real. Like, and you're trying to convey that. And um, so that began that journey. And um, uh, man, I just don't want to miss that. How many of you can, can look back and remember a moment or a season in your life where you encountered God, you gave your heart to him, you asked him to be your Lord? I want to lift your hand up high and look around. Lift your hand up high and look around. In case you ever wonder if, like, maybe, maybe that was just you. Maybe it was just, it, could it be, can we all be disillusioned and crazy? All of us had that experience, everybody that just had their hand up. 
And all around the world, I've done that. You know, hey, in India, hey, anybody have an encounter with Jesus? You gave your life to Jesus? Let me see your hands. You know, thousands. And in Singapore and in Korea and, like I said, South Africa and places around the world where... So I just am reassuring you that, you know, the, the, the enemy whispers those little things like, I don't know, was that just a psychological thing? Or No, no, that was the living God just entering your your world and coming into your heart and changing your life. And, um, and that's your testimony. Hang on to that. You know, in the book of Revelation, it says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So remember, always remember. That's why in the Old Testament, they would make these altars. They would, when, when God would come and there would be a great move of God, they would build an altar to remember so they wouldn't forget. And all through the Psalms, David said, remember when God did this? Remember when he did that? Don't forget this. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. You know, like, don't forget. Remember, remember, remember. That's a big part of worship is remembering. We sing, we dance, we clap, we shout. But remembering is a big part of worship, just constantly reminding ourselves of God's faithfulness and God's goodness in our life. Amen? So I'll just fast forward, you know, I was a 19-year-old kid, and then the same thing happened to this girl that I knew, uh, a music person who eventually became my wife, and now 34 years later, we've been married 34 years now, and we have three grown kids and three of our grandkids live in a place you probably never heard of called Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So, uh, and, uh, so, um, anyway, so, um, yeah, God, what a journey. So the Lord led us to Texas and we went to a place last days ministries, which, you know, that sounds good to your father-in-law who grew up in Philadelphia, who's a truck salesman. Yeah, yeah, Pop, we're going to go to Last Days Ministries, and we're going to do Christian music. You can just imagine, right? Jeez, Paul. Jeez, for crying out loud, what kind of life is that? You're going around the country singing Christian music like a bunch of gypsies, huh? It's like, I, I know. I know, Pop. I know it sounds, but we just feel like it's in our heart, you know? We, we loaded up our Ford Escort, made it to Texas, living in a motorhome, then graduated to a mobile home, you know, and we're like, yes, and just serving the local church there. There was a bunch of YWAMers, YWAM Youth with a Mission people and Last Days Ministries, and, and it was just people seeking God, pursuing God, you know, who have just came from all over, actually all over the world, at this little town. I'm talking a little town. Lindale, Texas is like, what's the equivalent? Like maybe like Ephrata or something around here, or trying to think of something like New Holland, what, what's another one? Dillsburg. <laughs> okay, there you go. Dillsburg, thank you, John. So that's what Lindale, Texas is. And yet there was such a spiritual, like people coming there and Leonard Ravenhill and Keith Green and David Wilkerson and Mercy Ships and then Ron Lewis, Teen Mania, all that whole gang came down. And so just a lot of spiritual uh, richness. And I'm just the, I went down there just to play guitar in the band like Sam, just a guitar guy, happy to be just, and then the pastor called me out one day, hey Paul, why don't you come lead us in some songs? Uh, like I hadn't really, I don't really do that, but okay. And then just sort of little by little, I became sort of the worship pastor guy. And, uh, and he said, put a band together, see what the Lord does, you know? So there was just room to just 
like you guys do, just like what Martin demonstrated so good this morning, just taking a little risk. You know, it, you could play it safe and just do like three hymns and a contemporary worship song and then take the offering and do a 20-minute sermon and then go eat at LBC or wherever you eat. Um, or, or the tomato pie, whatever that. Um, but no, but taking that, you know, like trying to hear from God, like I had this image recently, like trying to find like a light switch in the dark. You know, if you do travel and you're in a hotel and you wake up in the middle of the night, you're like, I can't, can't see where, where's, and you're feeling the wall and you're like, oh, there it is, you know, and it's kind of sometimes following God is a little bit like that, but there's that willingness to risk and to reach out and uh, yeah, yeah, Lord, I sense, I sense in Martin's sensing this morning, let, let's take a moment and let's let Sam do that. And while he does that, let's do this. And let's, and just giving us opportunity to reach out and press into God, you know, and like lean in, lean in, you know, and not just play it safe and be complacent. So I so appreciate the way Martin led and, and just that the freedom that this church allows you. And I was in a place like that too, where I could take those I could step out on faith and just try something crazy. Hey, let's just take this, this little phrase and let's just sing this back to the Lord. Let's just sing it again. All right, let's just sing that again, you know, and just um, revival fire fall. You know, revival, just getting that little phrase. Let's sing it again. Revival. Next thing you know, we're like, hey, we got a whole like train going around the revival fire. You know, that kind of thing of like, yeah, just people just pursuing God, the pursuit of God, or pursuing. And um, uh, I guess I made in like a couple notes just in case. But all right. So here's the thing. We just finished this wonderful conference. OK. And maybe how many of you were here? OK. How many of you weren't here? It's OK. I'm just curious. How many of you weren't? OK. Well, guess what? We missed you. Because guess what? I just want to make an announcement from the Lord, because it's not my opinion, but you're all creative people. It was called a creative conference, okay? And it's awesome. And so we, but a lot of times, my brother-in-law, who like works for PSE&G, and he climbs the poles and fixes the electric stuff, he wouldn't think of himself as a creative person, sadly. And yet, when there's a lightning storm and poles go down, he has to creatively think about, how are we going to put this back together? How are we going to do this so people don't get electrocuted? How are we going to do this? And how about a homeschool mom that's got three kids at home, or maybe, maybe a mom that doesn't homeschool, but you still have to get them here on time, and then right after school, you got to get them to ballet practice, and then right after that, you got to make sure he gets to the soccer field, and then, oh yeah, dinner, what are we doing for dinner? So you're just creative. You're creative. We are... We are all creators who have been created by a creator, you know? <laughs> oh, hold on. I think I might tweet that. Hold on. Because it's really important that we tweet everything, right? So, no. So, shame on us. We feel like we got to tweet everything. But seriously, that's not bad, though. That's not a bad. So we are creators who have been created by a creator to be creative. And um, so, yeah, I just, just put that on you. I put that on you. Like, it's easy to look at Sam or look at Cassie on the bass. Just so fun to watch her play and just, wow, so creative. And she's just playing the song, but then she's exploring and she's just providing all this art 
and, and an inspiration for us. We're receiving it. We don't even know it, but it's just helping us to worship God. It's helping us. And, and yet we, we sometimes don't see ourselves that way. If you're, you know, a CPA or if you're a stockbroker or you're a plumber or you work at Home Depot or whatever your thing is, you're assistant manager at the Wawa, you know, whatever your thing is, you know, you're just, just start seeing yourself as this creative person that every day God is, God wants to speak to you and I about wherever he's put us, whatever place he's called you to stand, like King Arthur said to, what was one of the knights? Lancelot, for example. Like, Lancelot, I want you to go to that part of the kingdom. I want you to, like, reign and rule over that. And so if you work, if you're an assistant manager at a Wawa convenience store, then, like, claim that land for God. That's kingdom that's kingdom mentality that, okay, this is where I am, God. I'm a school teacher. This is kingdom mentality. And, you know, as the, what's that phrase? Preach the gospel at all times. And if necessary, use words. So occupy, occupy that place for the kingdom of God in that nursery, in that convenience store, in that you know, whatever, wherever you are. So, um, but also, so having said all that, so just take that, just receive that. I'm a creative person. Thank you, Lord. Just say that to yourself. I'm a creative person. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) I love that's the thing about preachers. They always get people to say stuff. All right, say this. It's so powerful, right? Everybody, never mind. I won't go there. All right. All right. So here's, here's, here's the thing. Now let's just, it really was a powerful couple of days that was an emphasis was on uh, how oftentimes we use music as our primary vehicle to help us usher in God's presence. It was a focus on music, although it was larger than that. But I got to thinking, you know, at a, at a conference like this, sometimes I'll teach a songwriting class. And typically it's like, all right, who's interested in songwriting? You know, and there's maybe 20 people or something. Um, but I got to thinking, and I looked through some scriptures here the last couple of days, because when David had asked, hey, can you preach Sunday or something? I'm like, sure. I'm not a Sunday morning preach guy, to be honest. Like, I don't do this very often. You can probably tell. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just, talk, I'm just sharing from the heart, usually. But I was like, sure, I'll do it. Sure, why not? And um, so I got to thinking, man, this song stuff is not just for like, 10% of the population. And I want us to look at some scriptures. This is for all of us, all right? So my dear friend back there, it's got all those good scriptures from Psalms. So let's, let's read some of these together. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. Now let's read that again. Sing to the Lord a new song if you went to music college for four years. Does it say that? Sing to the Lord a new song if you move to Nashville and cut a CD. Does it say that? No, it just says, sing to the Lord a new song. Okay, who's he talking to? 3,000 years ago, they didn't even have record players or 8-tracks or cassettes or CDs or Apple Music or whatever, you know, <laughs> digital. This is long before that. He's saying, hey, whosoever. All right, next, next verse, please. Um, 
Psalm 40, he put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. So he put a new song in my mouth, not just in Martin's mouth, not just in David's mouth or somebody that you go, oh yeah, well, they write songs. Oh yeah, Nathan, he writes songs. He's got a studio. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Oh yeah, he does that music bed thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, he's talking to you. You, mom, teenager, truck driver, whatever your thing is, you, child of God. He's saying, hey, I'm putting a new song in your mouth. So when you're driving down the road and you're driving down the Pennsylvania Turnpike, you know, he put a new song. Oh, thank you, Lord, for this new day. I thank you for my wife, for my kids. I pray your blessing on my friend who's got a job interview today. Da, da, da. He just put a new song, just singing out your prayers to the Lord. You might think that's crazy, but keep, let's keep going here. You'll see. This is not, this is what the norm, normal God stuff is, okay? <sighs> Psalm 96, sing to the Lord a new song. If you go to Berkeley College, then you have permission to sing a new song. Does it say that? Sing to the Lord a new song if you're part of the worship team. Does it say that? No, just sing to the Lord a new song. You, all these lovely ladies right here. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. All the earth, all the church, all of Life Center. Sing to the Lord, right? Um, next verse, just for fun. Another one, Isaiah. Hey, let's get out of Psalms because we could do another 10 in Psalms. But here's one. Isaiah, through, through the prophet Isaiah, God says, sing to the Lord a new song, his praise from the ends of the earth. You who go down to the sea, like some of you that go to the Jersey Shore or, or Rehoboth Beach, right? So you, you who go down to Rehoboth Beach, sing to him a new song. All that is in you, the island, you islands and all who live in them, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, great. All right, yeah, but Paul, that's all Old Testament. Kind of don't really do that anymore. Well, okay. New Testament, what does the Apostle Paul say under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit? Speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Ah, da, da, making melody in your heart to the Lord. You're taking a shower with your clothes on, of course. You know. As Banning said the other night, that was so good. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, you're just singing, thank you for this day, Lord. I can smell that coffee. Can't wait to have that first cup. Oh, man, I thank you that my heart is beating. I thank you that a live dog is better than a dead lion. <laughs> Who knows where that scripture is? That's for you scripture nerds, okay? I love that, man. When you're feeling really bad, you're having a bad week, you just go, you know what? But scripture says, a live dog is better than a dead lion. Can I get an amen? amen. So maybe you just feel like just a mutt. I wasn't even gonna say like, I don't feel like a golden retriever or something special, but like just a, a mongrel, just a mutt. A live mutt is better than a, a dead lion. So that's in Ecclesiastes. I love that scripture. Anyway, another translation says, you know, speak, speak to one another. It would be like, hey, Pastor Charles, 
It's been so awesome to meet you. I think we're gonna go to lunch after this, right? Fantastic, you have a lovely wife, Anne. She's amazing. This has been incredible to get to know Brian. Amazing, thank you, all you people. I don't know, speak to one another. It'd be funny like, hey, can you pass the soda, please? Or pass the salt, please? <laughs> Imagine if you did that just for fun in your house for like a couple nights. At dinner time, we're just gonna talk to each other in Psalms and pretend like it's a Broadway show. Like, <laughs> hello kids, how was your day at school? Please pass the butter and the bread. <laughs> speak to one another in Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. I'm just... Following the Bible. Uh, yeah, Paul, that's just such a, that's just, you just pulled that. It's just a one unique, that you're not really. All right, let's look for another one. Colossians, please. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Man, so much singing going on. I mean, God is really into singing, isn't he? Just sing a new song, sing a new song. Not necessarily a song that someone else wrote. That's fine. We can sing those. But I just want to say, start, start paying attention to, well, first, let's ask ourselves, where do songs come from? We know that they come from a stork. And that little bird, you know, a big stork, and it's carrying something, and then it drops it down like a baby, right? That's where songs come from. <laughs> David's like, wow, we should have never asked Balash to speak. <laughs> so much regret on your face, wow. <laughs> <I'm t> <laughs> so much regret on your face, I can see it. <laughs> Totally kidding, bro. Uh, no, where do they come from, man? Where do songs come from? So I was ever, you know, really quick reference, self-reference. I was my wife's guitar player, Lenny's guitar player. I was just whoever I could play guitar for. I'm in the church band playing guitar. I hadn't written a song till I was maybe 24 or 25. And where did song ideas start coming? I just started paying attention to sermons, prayers, scripture, just, but, but in order to do that, you have to turn, turn on your heart light. You remember that old Neil Diamond song, E.T.? Let it shine wherever you go. So instead of the heart light, turn on your phone. So pretend your phone, the phone of your heart. Turn on the phone in my heart, Lord. I want to hear you. <laughs> So turn on your phone. Make sure your, your heart is not in airplane mode. Ooh. Ooh, hold on. I want to tweet that. Hold on. Okay, because I have to tweet anytime I say something I think is pretty good. Huh? All right, so yeah. But seriously, so turn, make sure, you know, because what's happening if your phone is on right now? You know what's happening as we're having this little conversation? You're getting notifications from all over the place. You're getting emails, you're getting texts, you might be getting a few likes from Facebook, on Facebook, you might, a few likes on Instagram. So open your heart, keep your heart with like, hey, I'm open, hey, notify me, Lord, send me some notifications. God, send me some likes. How many, you wanna get some likes from God? That would be, that's great. You ever send, you know, somebody who's got a blue check mark, like, hey, they liked me. 
Oh my God, they have a blue check mark. I mean, God is the ultimate blue check mark. That's terrible. That, that's, that's, that's not, it's not even worth, it's like not even in the same sentence. Forgive me, Lord. But, but you know what I mean? I said God's approval. Isn't that what we really want? Isn't that the main thing? Of course, we are approved through the blood of Jesus and his finished work, but we want to work out our salvation and walk in our salvation so that we keep short accounts and we're quick to repent when we have fallen short, we get up again, we ask forgiveness, and we just want, we want to please the Lord. We want to live a life to ultimately finish well and hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into my kingdom, you know. And uh, so real quick, well, not real quick, but kind of quick. Um, so be an active listener. Uh, it requires like have an anticipation, words like have an expectation that God's going to speak to you. It has to start there. You have to anticipate that God's going to speak to you. And so when we worship, oftentimes I think we think it's a, it's a monologue. We come in and we see these words on the screen and we're just talking at God. We're talking at him and we sing these beautiful songs. But sadly, we, don't, we, we fail to recognize that God is after a dialogue so we, we talk, we praise, we worship, we honor him, but then he wants us to hear what he has to say. So real quick, Psalm 95, come let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song for the Lord our God is a great God, the great king above all gods. Then it goes on to say, come let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our God, our maker, for we are, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture. And sometimes we stop there, but the verse right after that says, and today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. So I love the implication there is, while we're praising, kneeling, shouting, singing, clapping, dancing, he's speaking. He's talking back. So don't harden your heart. Keep your heart tender. Keep, keep it open. Keep it expectant. Expect the Lord to speak back to you. Don't harden your heart. And so that's what's happening. So as you're worshiping, he's given you um, an answer to that problem. In the first service, Martin had a word for someone and saw the word solutions across like his forehead. And I thought, see that? That's, again, that's the kind of thing. Like right now, God's giving you a solution to a problem that maybe you've been wrestling with. You're not sure how to deal with the situation with one of your teenagers. Or you've got a, a situation at work where you're trying to, you're wrestling like this, do this or that. And that's, that's what God has always been after, where it's this, we walk in the spirit. We hear from him. We respond to him, we hear from him again, we respond to him, and the more we do it, the better we get at it. Just like, you know, when Sam just picked up a slide guitar for the first time, it sounded terrible. But the more he practiced, practiced, uh, practiced, then he was able to bless us earlier, right? There was a book written in the 1700s by a, a monk who basically washed dishes and cleaned the monastery. But... It's a little book called Practicing the Presence of God. So, you know, you practice your slide guitar, you can practice this, practice that, but practicing God's presence. I want us to go home with that. 
So just practicing, like practicing as in expecting, reading his written word, but just having an ear and an expectation that he's going to give you these spiritual hunches. Hmm, I don't know, I just feel like, hmm. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your path. You know, that kind of thing. So where do songs come from? So I just quick couple examples, and then this is something that I want you to do, and maybe under, file it under the guise of um, practicing his presence, but also like creative prayer, like singing your prayers. You know the verse that says, pray without ceasing? You ever heard that verse? Thessalonians, well, growing up Catholic, I guess what I thought that meant is like, oh, wow, all day long, like, this is it. Like, how do I get anything done? Pray without ceasing. It's, how's it's impossible? Well, that's because our life becomes a prayer. Our life becomes a 24-7 dialogue with the Lord. We're, we're talking, we're, and then we're also listening, and we pray, God, give us ears to hear and eyes to see, and I had a little capo. Wish I had a capo. I would place it on my guitar neck. If I had a capo, I would play my guitar. Hey! Thank you, David. William David, thank you very much. Um, man, so growing up, all right, so we got saved, New Jersey. I'm just, so where do songs come from? I'll give a few examples so that you can um, just, just be, just pay attention. Like start paying attention and expecting God to speak and then write things down, either with your thumbs or with a pen and paper. Um, if you want to be somebody. You better wake up and pay attention, right? Right? Remember that? So, starts there. So, I'm in a little Bible study, first year, second year being a Christian. My wife and I follow this guy somewhere in New Jersey, 20 people in a room, and he's going to bring the word, and he says, Lord, tonight, as we look into your word, we pray you'd open the eyes of our hearts and give us insight and wisdom into your, the riches of your word, you know, and just so, Lord... And then maybe a couple weeks later, went and saw him again. All right, let's pray before we begin tonight. Lord, thank you for this time together. And Lord, we just pray that you open the eyes of our hearts. And so I just wrote that in my journal, along with, I was always writing things, sermon notes, uh, looking for phrases, looking for little phrases. So then next thing you know, a month or two later, I'm in a prayer meeting and you just kind of play all the songs you know, and people are still getting prayed for and you're just hanging out and Oh, yeah, that phrase, yeah. God, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. I want to see you, Lord. Jesus, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. Mmm, want to see you, Lord. And maybe for months, that was all I would do. I just, you know, once in a while, throw that little prayer in. And then at some point thought, well, maybe we could finish that and make it a song, you know? Who saw the Lord? Isaiah saw the Lord. And he was high and lifted up, right? And the train of the robe is filling the temple. It's like, 
Yeah, we should work on that part. But the beginnings of songs come like that. They just, your heart is open. Just have this alertness in the spirit for God to speak to you. And so uh, when you're praying, uh, so that was listening to someone else's prayer. Many songs came from just being in a prayer meeting. Somebody would shout and pray something. I'd be like, wow, that's something we need to be singing as a church. And I just write that down, you know. Revival fire fall. Revival fire as we lift up your name. You know, that came just from a prayer meeting and people praying this, praying that. I got up at the end and just said, it's not really a song, guys, but some of the things we were singing and praying, here's, let's just try this together. That kind of an experience, you know? Um, listening to sermons, uh, gosh, so many times. I'm listening, so prayers as a worship pastor, sometimes prayers that would come out of my mouth. I remember real quick an example coming out. Hey, good morning, church. Good to see you guys. Let's stand together and... Man, I don't know what kind of week you've had. And, but if it's been difficult, the Bible says we can cast our cares upon the Lord. And um, so let's do that. Let's just, before we begin our, our time of worship, God, we cast our cares aside and we put our doubts behind and we set our hearts and minds on you, Jesus. You know? And as that was coming out of my mouth, I thought, oh, oh, there was a little voice that said, there's something there. Later in the week, go check that out. So I'd get the cassette tape of our worship and I'd, I'd play through some of, the, some of the worship to where maybe they're just praying, where you're not trying to write a song, you're just, and I remember, just, oh yeah, okay. Cast, casting my cares aside, I'm leaving my doubts behind. I'm setting my heart and mind on you, Jesus. Eventually, oh, today is the day you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Mm, but just started with that, listening to prayers that come out of your mouth, prayers of others, um, then reading scripture. Um, one comes to mind in Psalms, at Psalm 65, just when you read scripture, instead of just reading it, I want to just, just point something out. That See this book here, the book of Psalms? The book of Psalms is actually a song book. It was actually not meant to be read. And actually, Psalms are the vocabulary of worship. So, you know, it's fine when a two-year-old just says, Mama, Dada, Baba, Mama. But if you're 50 years old, and that's all you can say, that's too bad. And some of <laughs> that's just too bad. I mean, let's just be honest. That's, that's too bad. So if you want to expand your vocabulary, get the Psalms off of the page into your heart and just speak them out loud. Don't just read them, but speak them out loud and then put an extra, put a melody to it, even if it's just one note. It would be like taking a Beatles songbook. You know, like let's say you have a Beatles songbook. It's got the chords and everything in it. But all you ever did was read it. Hmm. Hey, Jude. Don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Hmm. Yes. Amen. Hmm. Yeah. The minute you let her into your heart, then you can. No, man. It was meant to be, hey, Jude. Don't make it bad. 
Take a sad song. Yeah, there you go. And make it better. So the Psalms were meant to be sung. So uh, just one of many examples, that's Psalm 65, if we have that. In closing, I'll do that little preacher thing. We are going to close here shortly. The answer, you answer us with awesome and righteous deeds. So I'm just reading the psalm out loud with a guitar in my hand. I do that quite often. And if you don't play an instrument, that's fine. Find, just get, you know, find out where middle C is on a piano. And then you have a place to sing. And, 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 and you have at least a scale. So um, you answer us with awesome and righteous deeds. God, our Savior the hope of all the ends of the earth and all the farthest seas. You formed the mountains by your power, having armed yourself with strength, who stilled the roaring of the seas, the roaring of the waves. So then sometimes I'll just put a little, I start singing, and the turmoil of the nations. Uh, the whole earth is filled with all your wonders, where morning dawns, where evening fades. You call forth songs of joy. Oh. And that last bit, I remember getting me there. Yes. Uh, where morning, as the morning, as morning dawns in. E. Can you all sing that note? Da, da. Everybody, everybody say, da, da, da. All right, now just put that in there. As morning dawns and evening fades, you inspire songs of praise that rise from earth to touch your heart and glorify your name. Proverbs 18. Your name's name is a strong and mighty tower. Your name is a shelter like no other. Your name, let the nation sing it louder. Because nothing has the power to save but your name. So the rest of that song came from just reading out the Psalms with one little note. I think all of you are much, you're very capable of doing that, don't you think? If you think you can sing the scripture with one note, will you raise a hand? <laughs> and I'm just, you know, look at this as creative prayer. You may say, oh, this is cute, Paul. That was a cute little teaching. Yeah, cute. That's not cute, man. I think it will transform your life because it, yeah. How many of you have been impacted by music in your life where it's made you cry, tears, it's made you laugh, it's made you dance, right? Music is a gift from the Lord. And that's why he says over and over and over again, my people, not just the, the very few people that actually play on a platform, but all of you, sing a new song to me. Sing a new song. I will celebrate. Sing to the Lord a new song. And so just begin, think of this as like creative prayer. The next time, I hope you actually spend time in the Word and when you're reading through Psalms and just under your breath, start off just, mm, just put a melody to that. Mm, 
And then you can branch up from there and you can sing if you want. You can go high and come down. Da -da or you can start down here and you can build up high, so high. Think of Psalm 42. As the, uh, um, as the deer panted for the water. Well, imagine you'd never heard that song and you're just reading next week and you're, oh, Psalm 42. As the deer pants for the water, so my song. As the deer panted for the water, so my soul. I promise something inside of you, the Holy Spirit's going to use that. I really do. This isn't just like a cute little teaching because it requires a childlikeness. And when we humble ourselves and become a child and come before God with a 10-year-old, that 10-year-old version of yourself who just looks up at the stars. Wow. You get away from Harrisburg. You get out into some farm field at night and you go, oh my gosh, I didn't know there were so many stars. That 10, 11-year-old version of yourself, get, get in touch with that person and just be free. And sing these songs and sing your prayers. Everybody say, sing your prayers. Turn to somebody on your right and say, sing your prayers. Turn to the left, sing your prayers. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if you ever finish a song or make a CD. That's not the point. The point is just giving God our heart, our obedience, our love. So, hallelujah. Amen. All right, so should we have this Philly boy come back sometime? You think so? Yeah. So good. Wow. Well, this has been a feast, and uh, I don't think I can improve on it. I'm going to bless you. If you have children, please go and say, oh, I remembered you, and thank the, all the children ministry people. Uh, at 12.30, the babies don't know we're having an anointed service. So may the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine on you, be gracious to you, turn his face toward you when you pray, and give you his measureless peace. As you bear the name of Jesus, as you go out into the world, God bless you. Amen. Have a wonderful, amazing week.